Okay, this is pretty awesome. So if you are into science-backed products when it comes to your health, your gut health, but also woman-owned products, I must introduce you to Equilibria. I'm so thankful I discovered them this year. I mean, Equilibria, they help you take on your wellness journey knowing that you have a dedicated one-on-one -on -one support to help you achieve your goals. So it's not like you're just taking a pill mindlessly. You actually get one-on-one -on -one support. That's awesome. And their signature product, which is EQ's Daily Women's Microbiome Defense, it comes in a convenient three-in-one capsule form. And so this is specifically formulated to bolster digestive health and fortify gut barrier protection, among other benefits. And we know that a balanced gut not only enhances our immunity, but also contributes to our overall mental well-being and our quality of sleep, of course, having efficient digestion and even radiant skin. But what distinguishes Equilibria's probiotic supplement is its meticulous selection, which is tailored to women's health needs. And of course, like I said, science-backed, and they're also ensuring affordability without compromising potency. And as someone who once struggled pretty severely with gut health issues for years, I intensified my focus on gut health in, I'd say, around 2020. And I'm thrilled to have recently discovered these products this year as, of course, they're backed by research for women's well-being, they're women-owned, and they support overall microbiome health, warding off harmful bacteria and enhancing our nutrient absorption. So head to myeq.com and use code MAGIC for 15% off Equilibria's microbiome defense and much more. That's myeq. Com and use code MAGIC at checkout for 15% off site-wide today. I'm all about that fuss-free glam. Give me makeup that's versatile and feels like air on my skin and has ingredients that love my face that's good for my face you know clean ingredients and don't even get me started on mascaras because i do want them bold and lengthening <laughs> and so we have thrive cosmetics which i've been using since 2020 obviously because i appreciate their foolproof products that make it really easy to apply for any skill level and they have a full line of makeup to refresh your everyday look but also they give back every product purchased thrive cosmetics donates products and funds to help communities thrive hence why it's it's Thrive Cosmetics, C-A-U-S-E, Medics. Thrive Cosmetics and Bigger Than Beauty skincare are not just makeup brands, they're a whole vibe. They're all about empowering us to rock our confidence, and when you support them, we are helping other communities thrive. Their stuff is not only easy to use, but no nasties, zero parabens, sulfites, phthalates. They are 100% vegan and cruelty-free. Let's talk lashes. Thanks to Thrive's liquid lash extensions, I must say that my lashes are just so beautiful and lush. It adds lengths. There are no clumps. And also, guess what? It slides right off with warm water. So no raccoon eyes here. And I appreciate they have nourishing ingredients that support longer, stronger, and healthier-looking lashes over time. And it's a unique formula they use that creates these tubes around each eyelash to lengthen them. We've had problems in the past with the link, but the link does work now. Refresh your everyday look with Thrive Cosmetics, luxury beauty that gives back. Right now, you can get an exclusive 10% off your first order at thrivecosmetics.com slash magic. That's Thrive Cosmetics, C-A-U-S-E-M-E-T-I-C-S dot com slash magic for 10% off your first order.
this moment is exactly where I need to be. And God, love, the universe, whatever you want to say, and myself co-created this moment in this period in human history to be one of me right here, right now in front of you. And that's the divine timing of it too. And you're just recognizing that, yeah, this is exactly what's supposed to happen. There's nothing wrong. Nothing has to be wrong. Now let the magic begin. Hello and Jaima, Jaima Yomis, it's Raquel, and welcome to episode 144. Kind of a big deal. <laughs> kind of a big deal in my humble opinion, because if you don't know, 44 is your own magic's guided angel number. If you've been listening to this podcast for a long time, you might be familiar with the power of angel numbers or universal synchronistic numbers that are guided messages you may see sprinkled throughout your day and it might be a certain number that often stands out so i see every single day throughout the day 44 and 444 every single day since this podcast started i probably had like four days or so where i didn't see it and of course i see many other numbers as well and there's a lot of meaning behind each number that is in sequence like five 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 seven seven eight eight yada yada but four four i would say is the main one for moi <laughs> and many other yomis um, some of you might see 11 11 on a daily basis there are a lot of episodes where we talk about these angel numbers these universal synchronicities that we see on a daily basis and yes of course perhaps our subconscious mind is aware of this number so it just stands out more however isn't that interesting that it just always happens to be present in our presence <laughs> it feels like a present for our present something wild this entire week my dad has been waking up he says at 5 26 Again, the numbers don't always have to be repeating. Those often just stand out the most, but some people, like I think Jordan Younger, she sees 201. I also see 819, which August 19th happens to be my birthday. But all week, my dad has been waking up at 526 AM every day. He'll look at his phone, it says 526. He's like, what? That is wild. And then today, he woke up around that time. He just didn't look around his phone, but I woke up at 5. 26. <laughs> Crazy! So there is indeed some message that is being delivered to this household at the moment because my parents are here for another three days and I am curious. So if you have any intuitive insight as to what this may potentially mean, feel free to send me a message because I am curious. Okay, so 4-4. Four, four. Also, that's a big number for love. It's a big representation of my own love, um, a big reminder to send myself some love and the universe love and others love and have a quick prayer for love. And also, we happen to be entering into a new month, which universally is the month of love. <laughs> and so in honor of this love season and 144, why not have the one and only 
Kevin Crenshaw, the heart guy, back on the show to answer many of your questions on love for a part two. I absolutely love Kevin's perspective on this topic as he shares a more soulful approach that focuses on finding ways to make whatever happen, happen by going within versus seeking all of this externally, (laughs) swiping left and right on our internal signals. Ooh, I like that. I'm going to start using that somewhere. I don't know where, but I like that. Plus, by the way, Kevin has provided lots of practical, tactical advice in this episode as well. And I love how vulnerable Kevin is in this episode. Of course, he was last episode as well, but in this episode, he was sharing some pain that has happened recently for him. And I honor him for that because it's not always easy when you sharing a message for people and help other people out with their world and their lives. It's yet he was open and honest and vulnerable. Appreciate that because that is truly what is going to help heal others because we are not here to act or stand as if we have all the information. The way all of us gather this information or best receive and understand and are most able to convey this information as if we've gone through it ourselves and have experienced it in our own life. And as you know, I'm pretty open and honest about my messes as well. And that's what I deeply appreciate when someone comes to share a message is when they share not only their past, but their recent messes as well, or what they might even be going through in the moment. I mean, we're human and we're here to help humans and we're here to relate and help others feel not alone because they're not. And that way we really truly unlock this love. That was a great segue (laughs) for me to share his upcoming live full-day workshop, which he'll talk about towards the end of the episode, which is happening in Los Angeles on February 22nd, called Unlock Love, and he's gifting the Yomi's $50 off when you enter the code MAGIC at checkout, and of course, he is going to help you shatter those toxic behaviors, the past traumas, and fully embody your self-love. I know it's like really a full day workshop, so if you have the time on February 22nd, I highly recommend that you check that out, and I will leave the link for that in the show notes. Plus, of course, he wants to discount, give you a special discount to any of his services or other programs that he provides. So when you do sign up for a service or a program, just let him know that you found out about it through your own magic and he will make sure to give you a discount. Ladies, gentlemen, I'm telling you, slide into his DMs because he is like superhuman. He's so good at answering all DMs. I don't know how he does it, but it is amazing and he answers all questions. I mean, he is truly a superhuman when it comes to communication. So indeed, slide into his DMs, ask your questions, send him some love, and yeah. Speaking of offers, by the way, this episode is brought to you by Skillshare, which happens to be gifting you two months for free for their premium membership. No commitments and you can cancel at any time when you go to Skillshare.com forward slash your own magic where you can explore thousands of creative courses on illustration, photography, humor writing is one I just found, which is interesting, Uh, creative business building, and 
whatever else you are curious to dip your toes into or honestly fully dive into when it comes to enhancing a skill. So visit Skillshare.com forward slash your own magic for free for two entire months and enjoy this self and soul exploration. All right, I have this goal to keep intros under 10 minutes. So with all of that being said, in this case, I believe it is time to let the magic begin with Kevin Crenshaw. Will you tell me about your day? I'm curious. Um, I'm, I have a booked day. I had a friend in town the past two days, and so I've just been showing him around LA. He left this morning, and I didn't work for two days. So I've got a new program that I'm launching, or a new group is starting on Monday. So much going on right now. So I got that group. I have a new test group that I'm running for another program that's all about like knowing who the fuck you are and what your medicine is for the world and just doing it unapologetically. Um, and so they're in the middle of that. I got a book on the way. I got a new, my event is, you know, in February I'm doing, redoing my website and hiring on an assistant and a new marketing manager. So yeah, just a lot. Um, you are on the grind. So that's, (laughs) I'm so glad that you took two days off because I know you have just been in this big hustle mode, just excited to like share so many different messages and yeah, uh, you need a breather. Everybody deserves a breather on occasion. So I'm happy that you gifted that to yourself with your friend. (laughs) Yes. It was much needed. It was fun. So you have something that is helping people know the fuck, knowing who the fuck they are. So who the fuck is Kevin? Mm -hmm. Ooh, that's a good one. Uh, I'm a lot of different things, but uh, I guess what I equate myself to who is Kevin? Man, I, I'm, a, I just, I'm a lot. <laughs> a lot of a lot of things. Yes. I was listening to somebody yesterday. His name's Phil Good, and he was laughing mm. at um, – because you know how a lot of people get defensive if their ego or I guess their personality is being tested by others, and so they might get mm-hmm. a little defensive. And I, I watch reality TV shows, and that happens all the time, and I just find it hilarious, especially as I'm like psychoanalyzing everything. And because so many people, they're so set in this uh, rhetoric that they've created, and he was just laughing because he's like it's all an illusion there's no reason to get upset like it's all an illusion mm-hmm. but we choose these personalities for a reason like we connect with them for whatever reason but we can connect with so many other personalities and just take on different things all the time and that's you know part of the experience so to not get so like deeply invested in just one part of your personality because you're multi-dimensional you get to be a variety of things right which is so true and I think that I was thinking about that yesterday. I was in a bookstore and there was a book on um, cosmic coupling or something like that. And it was talking about the astrology signs. And if there's like, um, you know, matching the astrology signs in terms of romance and then also in terms of like the gender roles and that are in the relationship. And like, it was deep. It was like, if it's a woman and woman and a, uh, if it's a male or male or male, female, or if it's like a female Leo and a male Pisces or a male Leo and a female Pisces. It was crazy. It went really in depth. And I was just I kind of picked it up and I'm like, yes. And I'm, we're kind of, we have all sides of everything and it's fun to label things uh, and to say, Oh, I'm a Leo or Oh, I'm a Pisces or Oh, I'm this, <laughs> yeah. but we have sides of all of it inside of us. And oh, so yeah. um, not to get so caught up in the, the, in the, the 
labeling and the naming of it all, I think. Oh, yeah. With everything, no matter what you want to identify with. What is that book called? Because this sounds so my damn. <laughs> I, I don't, don't remember. I literally picked it up and I was just like, eh, I wouldn't read it. Really? Um, I would. <laughs> yeah. Just <laughs> because, I mean, at its core, like it's based off of all of the astrology stuff. And like I said, I'm not in big into labeling stuff like that yeah so yeah were you ever into labeling oh of course i think it's you know you, it's, I think about it like you have to we're, we're trying to grasp this sense of meaning for who we are as individuals mm -hmm. and so when somebody gives you somewhat of an answer you go oh okay that's who i am okay cool that's who i am <laughs> um and you ride it until you have your midlife crisis or your you know saturn return or whatever it is and then all of a sudden uh you recognize oh wait i'm other things too and that can rock your your identity or you have an identity crisis and you can it can rock a lot of things in your life um if you aren't aware and recognizable that you are a shapeshifter mm -hmm. <laughs> uh you know what i mean you can you wear different hats and you're all a bunch of different things and i think that that's it can be really hard to undertake that identity yeah. shift um, to even just recognize that you're an unlimited being that has all personality traits within you um, when you're trying to struggle with who am I. So, um, but what, you know, going back to the original question you asked on my course about knowing who the fuck you are, um, it comes from your story. So you look at your past and look at the, the things that you have overcome in your history on this earth in this lifetime, and you can look at all the things you've been through and if you view it as the hero and not the victim you can see what the universe was putting you through and why it put you through that because you have certain character traits um and certain strengths and uh perspectives that only you have because of what you went through and that then is your medicine mm -hmm. to give to the world yeah and we do carry every trait in a sense but also we carry no traits because we are everything yet we're also nothing but we like to just embody certain characteristics for whatever reason especially as we walk these different paths and wear these different lenses we'll take mm -hmm. on things that we feel we connect with because yeah that's our perspective but you are yet also not deeply identifying so your ego doesn't get extremely involved how has it helped you along your journey i mean there's always been one thing and it's that i know that i care i care a shit ton about a lot of things you know i, I genuinely fucking care and that's one thing that's i mean that's why i called the heart guy, right? It's because I do put heart into everything I do because I just care so much. And so it's also like the uh, shadow side of caring is perfectionism or um, imposter syndrome or um, feeling like you're just going to mess it up and not good enough, right? And I had to wrestle those demons really for a while to, um, I guess, come out on the other side um, and care a little bit more effectively. Because uh, those are just ineffective ways of caring a lot, and when you do a lot of the deeper inner inner work, you can you can recognize that pattern uh, as just oh wait I care you know. But it, it's it's helped me a lot just to know myself deeper. The, like it's weird because um, there's I've been you know into fitness and bodybuilding. I've been the group fitness guy. I've been um, business coach. Uh, I've been the nerd get the gamer nerd that didn't talk to anybody in school, right? I kept wearing all of these hats and I still have sides of myself from all of those things. Um, and it's just, 
it, you get to experience all versions of yourself, you know, the zoom out bigger picture. Like if, if we're the universe experiencing itself, then wouldn't you want to just experience as much as you can? And that's what your heart is here to do is to learn, grow and experience. Um, but if you lock yourself in a certain identity, uh, based on certain belief systems around something that happened, um, and you hold on to that identity for too long, um, you cut yourself off from growth, you cut yourself off from experiencing, and that's where anxiety and um, attachment styles and other things like that come into play is, is, is from trying to grasp some certainty outside of yourself. Mm-hmm. And also that allows you compassion to let others have their experience too. Mm-hmm. That is where a lot of judgment and honestly just a lot of animosity, unnecessary animosity in this world takes place is just thinking that somebody is walking the wrong path. It's like maybe they're not, you know, maybe they're just like supposed mm-hmm. to experience this or just they want to experience this for whatever reason and that's okay. Though I understand when ethics and stuff and people that do deeply care like yourself, like, and myself as well, like the heart gets involved. You just really want the best for others and for the world. But at the same time, yeah, you got to let people just like have their experience. And you have, I mean, you've shared on this podcast, you don't need to share the same story, but there is another story that you and I talked about, another chapter in your life that kind of led you to another message and just another place in your life, you being able to recognize this other side of yourself. Do you want to share how you got there, the chapter at all, or any story or just what you've learned from that experience? Yeah. Um, I guess this is a shameless plug to go listen to the first episode. (laughs) (laughs) So you can get caught up. Listen to the first episode because I'm not going to share my whole life story. (laughs) I'm just going to share a little piece of it. I shared a piece of it before. We'll go to another piece now. Definitely go do that if you're just tuning in. Uh, we shared a lot of good a stuff on that lot. episode. And thank you for having me back, oh by the way. God. This is awesome. Uh, thank you for being um, back, by the way. I'm, yeah, <laughs> we got so many questions. I couldn't even post them all in time. Oh, wow. And I know. And I'm so thankful. Uh, people love you. Everyone loves you. Yummies love you because you're, yeah. they feel that you really do care. And I do too. Yeah. Thank you. I appreciate it. Um, yeah. So, man, what part of my story do I want to share? Um, because. You know, there's obviously the story I shared last time, which was about basically how I got into being a love coach, which was short end of the story. You know, uh, my ex-fiance cheated on me and dumped me. I held a loaded pistol in my mouth and almost took my life. And then two relationships after her cheated on me. And that's when something in me snapped. And I was like, there's got to be more to love than this. Like I was just going through so much pain and I had so much anger, so much trust issues and really just recognized that I was abandoning myself. I wasn't showing up for me at all. I hated who I was as a person. And that put me on this path of like learning more about trauma healing and human psychology and love and relationship dynamics. And that's uh, what led me to the path where I'm at now. Uh, But in that time, you know, I was a group fitness instructor, personal trainer. And uh, there's been times in my life where, uh, you know, I've been homeless sleeping on the street. I've for six months out in Dallas, Texas, I um, was nomadic 2018. And that was a soul searching year, I feel. Uh, again, going through that identity shift of going from like, oh, you're the fitness guy to like owning that I'm a relationship coach. I was like, whoa, that was a huge shift that needed to happen. And I think just getting out of the gym quite literally and going to the other side of the planet is what my soul needed to, <laughs> to do uh, in order to like make that a reality. Um, because, you know, it's all about experiences. Uh, a lot, you can know things in your head. But until you experience something and you heighten your emotions and you put yourself uh, in the emotions and the embodiment of something, 
then that's really when it becomes embodied and, you know, you're able to make a new reality for yourself and a new belief system, which is really what it comes down to. But uh, I'm feeling what's on my heart to share right now is about my story from 2019, which was just last year, which is so crazy because it feels like 20 years ago. Uh, just because the rate, I'm sure that the energy is hitting the planet right now. I mean, January has felt like five months, um, but I'm I've just changed a lot. So yeah, I I came out of 2018 and into 2019 with this huge abundance mindset, and just spent New Year's with a bunch of my really good friends that were entrepreneurial, and I just came out of that going, I'm going to raise my standards, like I'm going to do better for myself, and I was still homeless, couch surfing at the time. And um, I was teaching group fitness for Equinox out in Santa Monica. And I always walked by this apartment building and I was like, I'm going to live there one day. And I just had this way, like, that's the fucking place to live. And so I walk in and I tried to get it in, um, you know, make it happen. And it just wouldn't work. It was like eight grand to move in with all the extra fees and stuff. And I was struggling at the time. So uh, it was a lot of money to me back then. And I was, I just couldn't make it happen. And I was really down on myself. Right. Well, January, 2019, I, I was just walking around after teaching one of my classes and I'm like, you know what? Like I do need to get a freaking apartment. It's time. Let me just walk back in this place, see what they got. And the guy's like, yeah, we're doing a special right now. You just have to pay first month's rent, like no extra fees. And I'm like, done. (laughs) Um, and so that's when I moved into my now apartment. That's literally like one of my dream apartments an amazing view and everything on the beach and ocean, uh, in Santa Monica. And (laughs) it's real. And so that was huge. And then also in January is when I first, uh, started venturing with plant medicine, um, and any psychedelics of that matter. So, uh, sat with grandfather San Pedro and, um, wow, that changed my life, just opened my eyes and opened my heart. It gave my heart eyes really to the abundance of the isness of everything around us. So I'm just like riding this wave, so much abundance. Um, my grandmother passed away as well, uh, end of, or I think it was in January of 2019. Um, and so she was all about community and, um, you know, I, and then I moved into my apartment right after she passed and I was just like, I'm going to devote my place to a place of community. So many people opened up their doors for me and, and when I was traveling and helped me out, like I'm going to let this be a place of rest for those who need a place to crash and they're visiting LA. And so it became that. And it was a nonstop party at my apartment. Um, and you know, it was, it was a ton of fun um, going through all of that. And then I got this divine hit to put on an event and I'm like, okay, I knew I wanted to do an event, but like, just almost audible voice of God. That's just like, do an event. And I'm like, okay, uh, don't have the money for that, but cool. And then two (laughs) days later, got the money two weeks later, put on the event, had 30 people in the room, vendors, everything. It was a seven hour event, um, all about like breaking toxic cycles in your love life and really, you know, breaking free from any toxicity that's showing up there and really showing up for yourself at a deeper level with more self love. Um, and we do the work in the room and it was, it was just an amazing experience. And then I kind of ran on the high of that and go, I need to do more of these. And people are on my Instagram, like, oh my gosh, you come into Toronto. You need to come to Miami. You need to come to Dallas. And so I did, I, I booked a tour. It was back to back Dallas, LA, Toronto, Miami, back to back weekends, uh, for the summer. And here I am like, this is going great. 
Um, you know, I'm, I'm finally fulfilling my mission. Like I'm actually changing people's lives doing this. Um, I, my online stuff was like starting to pick up as well. So like, I really was seeing the fruit of some of my labor of self love, the self, the self love stuff I was doing behind the scenes and healing my own codependency and own attachment style stuff that I had issues with. Right. So I did the work myself and now I'm helping other people do it. And I was just so like over the moon. Mm. Well, so I thought, and then I was, um, you know, I was kind of, I guess you could call it a friends with benefits thing with this one chick at the time. And it was, I wanted more, but I was not really speaking up, uh, for myself in that. And I was, she, you know, she I was looking, I wasn't looking at what she was doing i was looking listening to what she was saying mm -hmm. and kind of got drug along for a little bit which was one of my patterns and i was like fuck okay here it is again and so i was uh, i kind of noticed it woke up to it and detached myself from that situation well it kind of like surfaced <laughs> from the water and i look up and i'm like wait this tour is in a month i haven't done anything for this and so i really sat with myself for three days and was like dude You've got to, you're either going to have to like pull the plug or press the gas hard because you've got these four cities and these four venues. You've already put the down payments on. Like, can I do this? And I'm just really wrestling with myself because I hadn't even looked over the syntax. I hadn't done any marketing for it. And what drove me to just saying, you know what? Yeah, it's time to do this was just my own integrity. I was like, I said I was going to do it. And some, there's at least one ticket sold at each city. So I'm like, fuck it. I'm doing it. And basically just did everything in my freaking power to create an entire syntax of, of in curriculum because I the first event I didn't really uh, have much. It was just kind of like bullet points and I was just talking the whole time and it was just channeled. It was crazy going through all that and I just, you know, making the marketing happen and put, creating the curriculum again. And um, I was also going through a lot myself, uh, my SI joint in my hips has been out of place for seven years. Um, it was during a time in my life where I really started beating myself up and just deadlifted with too much weight and it snapped and it was horrible. Um, and so I didn't know my SI joint was out, but it was bothering me. So my, my hips are in, I'm in a lot of pain, um, while I'm doing all of this, and it's just annoying. And I'm really facing like my demons in this, you know, of just really showing up and saying, I've just blind faith. I'm going to fucking do this no matter what. And really long story short, um, I do it. I do the whole tour. It was crazy. Cause it was like the week before each city, there was like two tickets sold. And then I would sell out the, the venue or I would like, you know, get 30 people there and put on the event. And it was amazing. There were some things, though, behind the scenes, just the nature of how I was reaching out and stuff. I was giving away a lot of free tickets just to pack house, just to make it happen. And so I ended up tanking a lot of money on the tour, even though I helped save a ton of people's lives and it changed completely. Um, it really was not beneficial for me financially. And I hired a business coach for this, too, to really help me out. And it, we didn't get the results that we were looking for. Um, and so here I am, I find myself the end of my last event is in Miami. Now, Miami knows how to freaking party. That event was amazing and I loved it so much. And my sound guy was like, hey, have you ever done plant medicine? And this is afterwards during cleanup. And I'm like, yeah, man, of course. He's like, have you ever sat with a toad? I'm like, what's that? And he's like, it's 5-MeO DMT. And I'm like, I've never i sure it's calling me like you're literally talking to me about it and i'm not getting a no in my body so yeah let's do it 
So the next day I find myself at his house with a shaman in the private sitting and basically had a meeting with God. <laughs> like it was, it was insane and it completely turned me on uh, to a lot of things. And so I came out of that. It was definitely like a rebirth. You know, the only time your brain is flooded with DMT is when you're born and when you die. And so I literally felt like I was being like afterwards, I was a new person. Like I was, I, I remember looking at my hands for like five minutes going, what is this? Um, and it, it was, I, my soul did not want to come back into my body for sure. But, um, it was, it was crazy recognizing that. And then coming out of that, getting on a plane the next day and coming back into LA, um, I just did a whole day of recharging. You know, I did a bunch of biohacking stuff and hung out with a friend who's a, a coach and a med- and a facilitator for uh, meditations. And so it was just full recharge day, right? The next day, I get an eviction notice on my door for $7,000 in three days or quit. My business coach is threatening to sue me because I was late on a payment that I didn't have the money for, which he knew in my situation, which was weird. And um, I remember looking at what the how how much money do i owe people and it was over one hundred and ten thousand dollars, and i was like when the fuck did this happen and so again i just i'm like okay i just went through this insane awakening rebirth and i get smacked in the face with this and that was just so much pressure i remember going out to the beach and crying and screaming and just like punching the sand and doing whatever it took to just like step up and I did like I was like I'm not gonna lose this apartment I'm gonna pay these people back like I just gotta own up to my word who gives it like all my friends were like oh well did you sign anything with this guy like you don't owe him money I'm like well I told him I was gonna do it so if this is saying anything like again going to what you were saying earlier this is showing me my level of integrity I was just like I gotta fucking do what I said I was gonna do and so I did and for two months I was over caffeinating myself not sleeping and literally just in a in a crazy energetic state the entire time and the amount of stress that put, was putting on my nervous system and my body was uh, crazy um but i did it like i you know it was like okay i have seven th- i have three days to make seven grand or i'm gonna get evicted great did that now i have two days to make five grand or <laughs> this guy's gonna sue me okay cool did that then I, it was like two months of that Ugh. of just deadlines deadline big deadlines like that and i did it um and it but in the process, I literally almost killed myself, uh, just over caffeinating. Like I was having three bang energy drinks a day and just fucking, uh, overload adrenal overload. And I actually just cut cold Turkey and I was just like, I'm not, I'm not going to do this. Like I got to start respecting myself. So I just dropped it all. And then my adrenals weren't working. So all the feel good hormones that are released in your body from your adrenals that are natural, uh, it's just non-existent. And so I went into a massive depression at the same time. My, I basically had a Kundalini awakening and my hips aligned and like, it was fucking wild. Um, and so there was just a lot that was happening on a, on a physical level, emotionally. Um, I'm just going through a re rewiring, you know what I mean? Um, so for my hips to align and then dealing with muscle imbalance, uh, for a while. And then I needed that out. Then restarting my adrenal system and turning my like helping my nerves from nerve damage that I was causing from so much stress. Uh, and then also rewiring like that was just a shift that I made from where I get my worth that it's like everything, nothing, nothing has to be wrong. And for so, most of my life, there was something wrong. You know, I was born in extreme pain because I had colics and like just was, you know, a lot of gut pain. Um, and 
so that was get how I got attention. I also had uh, stuff with my ears. And I had to get tubes in my ears. And so there was a lot of attention from that. And this is in an infancy, right? And so looking at my psyche, a lot of the last part of 2019, I was looking at just my patterning and going, there was always something crazy wrong. Like whether I was homeless or I was suicidal or I was like, whatever, even with my ex fiance, like I, there, what's the, why would I go hold a pistol in my mouth after that breakup? Yes, I was sad, but it was an, a plea to get love. I thought I lost the love and I'm like, fuck, okay, you're going to pay attention to me now. Right. So looking at my patterns, I was like, there, there nothing has to be wrong. And even just thinking about like what I did the second half of 2019, right? Like with so much caffeine and not showing up for myself, I was like, there's always something wrong. And I'm like, well, nothing has to be wrong. And so it shifted also my view on trauma healing with what I do with my clients because your psyche just wants to be safe. And I, for the longest time, didn't feel like I was safe. So I had to shove caffeine down my throat or like do something to change my state. Or, you know, some people it's taking you know, psychedelics or it's doing something to be enough, to be in a state where you feel enough. And I'm like, well, going to what you asked me earlier, earlier, it was such a crazy question because I just went through that myself and like putting myself in that experience of, well, I can be enough when I'm freaking sick and I can be enough when I'm also like crazy high on life and I can be enough when I am doubting myself. And I, cause I actually lived it in 2019. And I actually was like, no matter what I'm feeling, telling, like knowing that I'm enough and it's perfect for where I'm at and actually embodying that. Um, it took me going through those crazy high highs and those crazy low lows. And it also put me in a space where I was, uh, suicidal, um, because I was attached so much to the outcome and what people thought of me. Cause I was also an achiever, I still am an achiever, but I was getting my worth based on what I was doing. And so when there were expectations in terms of work that didn't go through, it was more of a blow to me personally and not my, you know, my business um, entity. And so it put me in a really bad place where I was suicidal. Like I, held, I had a knife out and I was writing a fucking letter and then I stopped myself and I was like, what the actual fuck are you doing? And it's funny what, what stopped me because a lot of it was induced because I was like, fuck, I owe these people money and I'm late and I, this client was supposed to come through and it didn't and I was just in this race, right? And I stopped and I was, I looked at it because I have it on my whiteboard on who I owe money to. And I wasn't fully out of debt. I was almost out of debt, but I had about 10 grand left. And I looked at the board and I was like, all of those people that I owe money to are like my closest friends. And in a, some weird way, I rationalized not killing myself because I was like, well, they're not going to get their money <laughs> if, I, if I take my life. Like... I got to show, I got to, I got to do it. Um, and that was some weird way of me um, rationalizing myself out of taking my own life because I cared. And then also showing myself that, you know what, now I care about myself and my own self-worth and my own mental state. And so there was a lot of rewiring that happened in 2019 and coming out of it again, just knowing that I'm enough as perfect and whole and complete just as I am right here in this moment. And actually believing that and not having that, not being something that I said or I'm saying because I heard it from somebody else, you know, um, I'm very much more grounded. I'm way more present. I'm a lot more wise in my actions. I still have that go getter. I move fast, but like 
there's there's a lot of new in my space and it's crazy because my my course that's all about knowing who you are and what you're here to do came from me being suicidal in December. The very next day, I like got myself out of it, and that what I did that whole day is now the curriculum for my course called P three that people are going through right now. And so it's like that's where your mess turns into your message, and your, uh, your tragedies turns into your triumphs, you know. And so that was a lot of twenty nineteen for me. It was basically me meeting myself and recognizing that I was the one who was causing all this craziness in my life. And that I'm the one that I get to stop the cycle when I, whenever I say stop. I get to stop the crazy high highs, the crazy low lows whenever I want to stop. And it's not a part of life. And that's glorified by a lot of people that are about the hustle, about the grind. Or like, you know, if you're chasing a super high high, life is going to throw at you a super low low. And so I've recognized that you, you, I don't want to live in this bliss and euphoria and like uh, orgasmic you know, state of consciousness every second of every day, the shadow of that's going to be haunting. And, and think about like even Buddha and, and Jesus or these other people um, that we look up to in terms of spirituality, they weren't in that euphoric all the time. They were very grounded and very present and very real. And I think that that's the energy that we're talking about when we, when we mean like what we're actually after in a spiritual sense. And that's just because of acceptance and, and no, like I'm perfect, whole and complete just as I am. And this is, this moment is exactly where I need to be and God love the universe, whatever you want to say. And myself co-created this moment in this period in human history to be one of me right here, right now in front of you. And that's, the divine timing of it too. And you're just recognizing that, yeah, this is exactly what's supposed to happen. There's nothing wrong. Nothing has to be wrong. What if even the wrong things were good? You know, I was talking with one of my clients uh, two days ago about uh, the beginning of 2020, how World War III almost happened and Australia was on fire and all this craziness. And I genuinely believe that Australia being on fire is what is the sole thing that saved the world from going into world war three. Cause if you think of human collective consciousness, um, there was a lot of hate. There was a lot of, of definitely fighting going on between the U S um, the middle East and Australia was on fire in the meantime. And I think that Australia being on fire, put a lot of compassion camaraderie in the human collective consciousness at the same time as that. And that is actually what combated it and didn't, put it into motion into action i feel i don't know but that's just an assumption um if we're looking at the collective right so even the bad of literally the whole continent of australia being on fire uh the good in that is well we didn't go into world war three which i think would have happened but we never know all right yomis so a quick interruption to talk about a sponsor who has been here since day one. So some of you may be very familiar, but I encourage you to continue to listen to this short little ad as you may or may not know the power of Hum Nutrition and everything that they provide. I've been receiving lots of messages of how Hum has helped them in some way. A lot of people, it seems like myself, love their gut instinct. It's like... Uh, it is a powerful probiotic. It actually has 10 strain probiotics, 25 billion organisms, 
and each bottle has 30 vegan capsules for you. So you get your 30 day supply and it really has helped my gut fight a lot of different issues, especially somebody that does eat a lot of fiber. I realized that um, that did have an impact on my gut in some way. So it's nice to have the proper digestive enzymes and probiotics in there to allow myself to run a little more smoothly, if you know what I'm saying. And then also for those of us who are turning 30 soon or over 30, you know, age just kind of becomes a thing. It's part of this human experience. Well, I also recommend their turning back time as it's just a natural way to provide ourselves with the age-defying skin cell protection supplements that they provide, such as turmeric and phytopolyphenols for antioxidants and polypodium leucotomos as a UV guard. I still don't know if I'm pronouncing that right, but I'm going with it. <laughs> so 20% off for the Soul Tribe. Still an offer for you when you go to humnutrition.com and enter the promo code MAGIC. And there's still just so much more. I highly recommend that you get a free nutrition report from one of their nutritionists to find the perfect supplement for you. They find the highest quality ingredients to help a variety of common health issues such as tummy problems or helping our skin glow, our nails grow for energy, speeding up that metabolism, or maybe those who want a natural sleep formula. I mean, hum, they've got you covered with their gluten-free, non-GMO products, and most of them are vegan. So there you go. <laughs> go to humnutrition.com and enter the promo code MAGIC for 20% off your order. That's humnutrition.com, promo code MAGIC. Well, okay, there's so many different layers to everything that you just said that I would love to touch upon. Well, first, I want to address and just say thank you so much, Kevin, for your transparency. I did not expect you to share dates at <laughs> all or how recent it was at all. But um, when you did share the story with me, I was like, wow, that is so powerful for people to understand that, look, it's not as seamless behind the scenes as it seems and that other people that are going through these huge low lows, these tr major troughs, like they are, that is part of so many other people who are s seemingly experiencing so many great things. That's what's going on as well behind the scenes in their life. Yet there are those that do still have the tenacity to, you know, persevere and make sure that they stick with their integrity while simultaneously making whatever they know want to happen happen mm -hmm. by holding their values at the same time and that is so true when you do chase super high highs you'll be tested with low lows but to be honest it can also be so rewarding when you come out mm -hmm. on the other side and so thank you i honor you for sharing that thank you i appreciate it and also as far as the australia wildfire yeah that perspective when it comes to the collective there's a reason there's mm -hmm. a reason and it's just it, it's beautiful to bring light to the situation and i do see the light in it when it comes to just the human collective and their hearts becoming more compassionate when it comes to the world and us coming together though it just it's hard when it's sacrificing the life of others you know Always. but uh 
always. Mm -hmm. We all become involved in some way collectively to shift something else in the world. Well, again, that, and that's the, the positives of the negatives is, um, the, what it does, what it, what it, how it shines light, you know, think about whether it's a breakup that you've been through or some traumatic experience or a bad childhood or, you know, any, anything that has happened, uh, in a negative way. If you look at the lesson on why that was in your life and you look at the good that it caused, you have a different perspective on it, then you can come at it with compassion yourself or the other person or the other people involved. That's when you can allow yourself to forgive and create a new belief. You know, think about whether it's the collective consciousness or even just within yourself as above, so below. There's a Rumi quote that says, you have to keep breaking your heart until it opens. How, how many times are you going to bring yourself in the same cycles until you open your heart. It's not about a mindset. It's not about uh, who you're dating. It's, it's literally about you opening your heart, you know, and even exactly. And even um, with what I went through, just recognizing like how many times am I going to have to be suicidal before I would just start valuing myself at like a very core level. Because I would, I would, I would value myself, quote unquote. But it would be more of like a egotistical way. Um, there's a there's a difference between ego and confidence, right? Like ego is the wounded side of you, and confidence is just this humble, yeah, I'm capable, I'm yeah. enough. Well, and also I think that what helped you develop and just really embody that confidence, like really feel that, is because you proved to yourself that you can that no matter what comes stands in your way you can Mm -hmm. and you will some people say that confidence comes from being able to prove to yourself time and time again that you'll stick with your word and you'll uphold your word and you did there's a lot to unpack there definitely so i talked about our sponsor skillshare in the teaser but i would like to elaborate a little bit on how much of an impact they're making in our lives as they're here to help us enhance and learn new skills for free for two months for their premium membership when you go to skillshare.com forward slash your own magic and you'll be able to see a world of options <laughs> thousands of classes in illustration design photography video freelancing and so much more now there are two that are part of their top classes of 2019 that I'm extremely interested in, which A, real productivity, how to build habits that last, taught by Thomas Frank, because I'll be honest, sometimes I can procrastinate and not be the most productive if I feel like walking in a forest for a bit. Or also B, let's say I wanna take pictures in that forest. Well, there's Instagram-worthy photography shoot, edit, and share with Brandon Wolfell, which is a 70-minute class, but you know, each mini class, each lesson is, of course, much shorter than that, so you get to take your time with it, and you'll learn how to shoot at golden hour, which is where most of my recent shots on the gram were shot during that time because... There's something about the essence. It captures your goddessness in some way. You know what I'm saying? And also, he teaches us how to retouch on Photoshop, which I haven't really used. I honestly been using, what, apps? 
I'm into it, but it'd be nice to take it to the next level. And a lot of those pictures on my Instagram right now (laughs) are actually shot on an iPhone. And they even have an iPhone photography class. I should indeed watch some of those lessons or just take the whole class. That class also teaches you how to use Lightroom, which I know a lot of my photography friends use. I, on the other hand, again, I've just been using the apps. (laughs) Skillshare is offering classes that are really designed for real life so you can move your creative journey forward. Take these short classes to fit your busy life and create real projects and also get support from fellow creatives so you can accomplish real growth. (laughs) Explore your creativity at Skillshare.com forward slash your own magic where you get two months for free of a premium membership. That's Skillshare.com forward slash your own magic. That is two months for free for Skillshare's premium membership. Okay. <laughs> Time to get into the questions. I'm just going to go through my Insta story. Are we gonna are we gonna do a speed round? Or are we just I think so. Yeah, okay. All right, cool. Um, Let's do a speed round. So I'll be a, as concise as I can try to be. Sometimes exactly. I go on exactly. But yeah. I, I told though, I was like, this one's gonna be a little longer. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. So this first question. I always attract emotionally unavailable men. How can I change this pattern? By Miriam Moore. Mm, thank you so much for asking. I used to attract emotionally unavailable women. <laughs> so go team. Same, but men. <laughs> it's showing up for yourself. Um, if you're, you're either playing the hero and you're trying to come in and save the day. I know that was certainly mine. Um, I was like, you see somebody who has an amazing heart and you want to help them. Uh, and they're not ready for it. Mm-hmm. And so you're trying to coach them into their potential or you try to be the hero and save them from their situation uh, by showing them love. And your job is not to teach them. It, your job is to love them and love will teach them. So you have to recognize that um, if they're not changing or if they're not evolving, growing uh, with, by, with you by their side, you're not compatible. Uh, so deta- you can also – you can love somebody and know you're not compatible Um you know what I mean? It, that's, that's also something. If you have love for somebody or you, it, you're you in love with somebody and know that you're not compatible, it could be a little disheartening, but you're like, okay, cool. Like I, I respect myself enough to know that this isn't going to work and I'm not going to try to make it work. I'm not going to try to control it. And a lot of um, people that are in cycles, and I'm just speaking from ex- example of living this myself, um, when it's emotionally unavailable and you have a cycle of attracting people like that, um, it's you're trying to fix other people instead of taking the time to fix yourself. You're trying to get redemption on something with another person that mirrors something with your parents maybe or something with an ex and you're trying to s- have redemption for that in terms instead of working through your own stuff. So take the focus off of dating, off of other people and return your awareness back to yourself and how much can you love yourself because when you love yourself at a new level, you attract a new level of, of mm-hmm. partnership with other people Mm -hmm. because you cannot give what you can't give what you don't have and relationships are a mirror now that's not to say that you're not emotionally available but it's to say whoa why am i attracting emotionally unavailable people and and falling in love with them and staying in relationship with them when they're not available what does that say about my self-worth and that's the invitation so 
get curious instead of furious and get put the focus back on yourself. Get curious instead of furious. <laughs> yep. How do they, are there practices that they can start doing today? Not any, mm. like something that actually feels practical, nothing that is spiritually bypassing. Awesome. Um, I'm also really, what I'm about. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And I've really started to really incorporate that too. Because the practices that really, really help you to your core, your spiritual mm. wealth and your mental health that help you feel that love for yourself. Right. So I'm all about practicality and doing something about it, not just talking about it. So uh, you've probably been meditating on it, going to yoga, you're green juicing and you're journaling um, and it's still happening. So you need to hit a different side of your nervous system, which um, I have found very effective, which is talking out loud to myself in the mirror. Um, every time I've changed my life and I've had a drastic shift, it has been through mirror work, which is give yourself 30 minutes when nobody's home. So you can talk out loud and not have any people worrying about what people are thinking about you. And literally you're going to do three things. Number one, you're going to chew yourself out. Literally give yourself the tough love that you're, you, you know, you're letting things slide. You know that you're not showing up for yourself. You know that you're in this relationship way too fucking long, whatever it is. You need to speak the truth and it's going to hurt. So chew yourself out. You know you need it. And then you're going to speak into yourself, I'm proud of you for, I'm proud of you for, I'm proud of you for. And I'm proud of you for doing this mirror work. I'm proud of you for actually making a stand for what's right. I'm proud of you for this and this and this and go off. And then the last one is I love you for. And the truth is, I love you for. And the truth is, I love you for. And the truth is. And when you pour, when you anchor into the truth, truth, and you let go of all the lies that you're telling yourself, you're going to feel, well, you're going to walk away from that. First off, you're going to cry your eyes out. Perfect. Great. You open your heart. Go team. Then you're going to have so much more awareness and you're going to have so much a different level of posture on how you're carrying yourself because that's, that's what self-love looks like. Calling yourself out on your shit and showing up for yourself and doing something about it. Yep. That tough love, like when you give that to yourself, ooh. Yeah. And, and seriously. And so give yourself some tough love because you know the truth deep down. You don't need me or any other person to validate you on what you know you should be doing. Speak it to yourself as your higher self to yourself now, and then anchor back into the truth. The truth is, the truth is, the truth is, the truth is, and go on a rant. Just open your mouth and see what comes out and see what flows and be present with it. The eyes are the windows to the soul. So look yourself in the eyes when you're doing this. And this is different than journaling or meditating because journaling and meditating, you're still in your head. You can get into a flow state when you start doing this. Um, if you've ever done eye gazing with other people, you get into a flow state. So if you do it with yourself, you'll get into a flow state. And also for those of you who maybe have gotten into a flow with speaking, um, it, it's different because as I speak, so it is. That's what um, I, I believe abracadabra means. As I, oh. as I speak, I create, or I create as I you speak. You definitely get into a flow state when you speak. Oh, yeah. I'm in one right now. <laughs> and if you think about it, like when um, Genesis in the Bible, in the beginning was the word. This was spoken into existence. And so we have that same creation and creative power to speak. Yeah. Uh, and you get to speak a new reality into your life. There's something so powerful, too, when you are looking at your own eyeball, your own iris, this iris that only knows mm-hmm. like what every single thing you've experienced, this this human you're looking at eye to eye in the mirror knows everything about you uh, more than anybody else. And it's so powerful to like look at those eyes, knowing everything these eyes have witnessed, then all of a sudden speak, knowing this voice that you hear, mm-hmm. been able to share 
this human experience with the world, but also yeah. with yourself and just like really be able to feel that. Mm-hmm. So that's the practical to do if you want something and it's going to feel awkward. It's not going to feel normal because it's not, and it is awkward. So, um, yeah, it is at first. Then you, then it's, then it's not as bad Then it's not as much. Um, all right. Any advice for dating as a struggling single parent, Leanne Johnston? Yeah, I would say if, um, advice for dating if is to just work on you. It's not about finding the right person. It's about becoming the right person. So get clear on what you want. This is something that I do in one of my courses with my clients is we get very clear on what they're looking for in terms of not just a partner, but the relationship, like how it feels to be in relationship and partnership with this person. Um, and then you also have to ask yourself, you know, if you're looking for a king, ladies, well, how are you showing up and are you showing up as a queen? Uh huh. Um, and actually living that in most of your life and embodying it and not just some egotistical bypassing thing, right? So um, what can you do to work on yourself, right? And, and show up for yourself and even more and how much more can you love yourself? Because the more you love yourself, the more you value yourself and respect yourself, the more that money, health, wealth, and relationships will come into your life. Um, so that's what I have to say on that. It's not about a, a tip on talk who, where to go or, or anything like that. It's more showing up and anchoring to yourself. And if you believe the law of attraction, you'll be magnetized to that king when, when you're in your frequency and when timing is perfect. So it's about you, not Tinder. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Best tips to build a beautiful conscious relationship, Amina Sutter. So let's just assume, I guess, maybe this person's in a relationship. Mm-hmm. Radical honesty with yourself and the other person. So um, how much time are you spending by yourself being real with yourself or just, or um, navigating your own emotional intelligence and, and diving into your feelings and, and knowing yourself at a deeper level? At the same time, how can you communicate even more and get to know your partner at a deeper level? And get, let's get to know, not, not change, by the way. Uh, you have to let go of control in relationships. It's, you just get to show up as you and they get to show up as them because I love you as a period at the end of the sentence. So if you want to love somebody unconditionally, you have to love them for who they are as they are now. Amen to that. And one person that the next question is from somebody I love unconditionally. And she's one of my soulmates, Mm -hmm. um, Marin Altman. She asks, uh, ways to connect with actually conscious souls. And then in parentheses, (laughs) (laughs) actually, I understand what she's saying. Cause even in conscious communities, there's still not necessarily all just conscious people, Mm -hmm. um, or people with the purest intention. So, um, you know, I, uh, there's a lot here, which is why I'm about to start diving into men's work more. I don't know what it's like to be a woman, so I can't necessarily speak too much on that. But, and I'm just assuming she's asking this question, um, uh, you know, about finding the right conscious men. Mm-hmm. And what I, I what I can say is, the more radiant you become, not just in your looks, but in your energy, mm-hmm. and the higher your frequency is, the more you're going to be attracting every type of a man because you're just more beautiful, right? And then once you can really ground yourself in your own intuition is when you'll be able to see clearly the red flags from a mile away and the deal breakers and the ill intent. Um, and it won't get let you, it won't feed into your childhood fantasies. You'll see it for what it is. And with your queen self, snap <laughs> out of it. Right. 
Um, cause you'll hold yourself at that level. So it's, it's, it is just returning back to you and going, well, how am I out of integrity? How, what can I, how can I listen to my intuition more and just what, how can I build myself into the right queen for the right king? Yeah. Yeah. Right. Or in this situation. Right. So it's a lot of, I would say it's a lot of, um, working on yourself because the more you love yourself, the more who you're attracted to changes and you're not going to fall into the narratives of these guys who may just be feeding your childhood fantasies <laughs> or maybe, you know, have good intent, but they're just not compatible with you. Right. Like allow yourself to, to rise above it. And it's just working on you. It's not necessarily something you can say or do. It's a place that you go. Absolutely. What do you see when you're looking and you're like, Oh, this woman, she's got queen energy. Mm-hmm. How would you describe this? It's like a hum- it's humble confidence. I say it's royalty, which is kings and queens, right? It's just a humble confidence. Like, yeah, I know who the fuck I am, and I'm having a ton of fun, <laughs> and I'm a and I'm a dope ass soul. Yeah. But I'm not. I don't have to let you know that. I just know it. Yeah. I love that. Right, and that that grounded confidence is uh, what's sexy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I love that. There's something about the vibration that they are emitting and you can't really, you don't, it's not really describable. I do like humble confidence, but it's more so you just, you can tell like this person is fully, even if they're not really like a match for you, you can just feel like this person is fully uh, beautiful mm-hmm. in their highest self or they're, they're more tapped into a higher self or more conscious. There's just an energy that is not fully describable, but you just, you just know. Yeah. They're fully Um, being themselves. Yeah. They're fully being themselves. And also there, that, that can be taken with certain contexts because there are people that are being fully themselves, but they're, uh, they're joking about how miserable they are, which, which happens. And I think that it can be funny as well because there's nothing wrong with you know, being able to bring light to your sad times, bad times, because you're human, right. you know, right. was I, where was I going with this? Oh, yeah, there was somebody, I think it was a Joe Rogan podcast or something, because I think I told you I've been listening to a lot of masculine podcasts lately, for whatever reason. And he was talking with this guy that was like, all right, no, think about a hot woman, picture a hot woman that is not beautiful. Mm-hmm. And Joe's like, okay. And then he's like, now picture a beautiful woman that is not hot. Mm-hmm. And then he had him describe it. And the other woman was like either, you know, more of an old soul or just wiser, but there was just something that was so beautiful about her essence and not exactly hot. And obviously the woman that he would be more drawn towards. And it's not about, it's truly just about that essence and holding that innate beauty within that is the most radiant thing. And that's going to indeed attract a conscious man because a conscious man is not just going to go for the hot woman that is not beautiful. Very much so. Yeah. All right. Next question is how can I heal from past sexual trauma so that it doesn't carry into my current relationship from Brianna Dickey? Mm, Thank you so much for your vulnerability and asking that question. I know. Um, This is something that I help a lot of clients through. By the way, when I say clients, um, it's (laughs) most of my clients are women. Uh, which is it wasn't designed that way. It's just what happens. Most of my um, my one on one clients are male, though. Mm, and I've I've helped a few women through this process. Just it's it's all about compassion for yourself and a different perspective. So trauma, whether it's sexual or non, is heightened um, a heightened emotional experience. Your emotions are heightened, and you make certain beliefs out of yourself or somebody else or call it love and relationships or sex, 
in that experience, you make beliefs. And now those beliefs don't have to be true, but they're true to you to protect yourself from some getting hurt again. And so when you, then your emotions rise down and you carry those beliefs with you and you can logically move on and, and know that uh, you've forgiven or whatever. But if the pattern is still there, the belief systems haven't been restructured and rewired uh, in your body. So your body is your subconscious. There's a lot of science proving this now. Uh, and your body holds on to trauma. There's a book called The Body Keeps the Score. I highly recommend it. Um, and if you all, as a trauma healer, that's what I do in my courses and my live events, is you have to heighten your emotions first. You can't just logically think about it because um, then you're just staying in the head. If you want to, if you want to have heart surgery and rewire your heart, you got to open it up a little bit. So that does mean bringing up emotions, but not bringing it up for the sake of bringing it up. We're going to it to go through it. We're healing, feeling to heal it, and with guided direction, you can actually navigate this stuff. But you have to raise your emotions. And then in that, you get to look at the situation from a new perspective. So you have to, while you're raising your emotions, you can't be drawn into the story. You can't go with the current. You have to view this from third person perspective as your higher self and look and look at the truth so that you have to let go of the truth that you thought was true for so long that's been keeping you safe. And like I said earlier, your psyche just wants to be safe. And you have to recognize that your patterns are coming from this false belief. So you're, you're, when you're actually able to go in through heightening your emotions, look at it from a new perspective, use compassion and forgiveness to anchor into the truth. And that's how you rewire your body and your heart and you break the cycle. And you can have that, that healing experience um, because you choose something new and it's something that you embody. Um, and then it, there's an in integration process afterwards because the current's so strong for the old way of being that, you know, you'll have to just interrupt that pattern and go into the new way and build the, the current to the new way stronger. Um, but yeah, that's essentially what I do with my clients. It's just through different processes and modalities. And um, one thing that I will say is if you want to change your life, it's by changing your decisions and your decisions are largely controlled by your subconscious. And your subconscious is largely shaped by your trauma. So if you heal your trauma, you can change your life. So a lot of just do it mentality doesn't work because that's your brain, which is 10% of your decision-making skills going against the 90%, which is your body that's thinking that what you're trying to do is going to equate to getting hurt or dying. And that's like literally the severity of the situation. So many people are going to love this podcast. Oh my gosh. <laughs> so whether that's, whether that's choosing the, whether that's choosing the right, the right partner, because you don't think that it's possible. Well, your, your brain just wants to be right. And it's going to try to prove itself right. So your head's just going to be like, okay, see, I'm a worthless piece of shit. See, I always fuck things up. See, I always fuck it up. I had this right person. I fucked it up. See, like you, all, you can't whatever insert, you know, thing that you're struggling with. Um, and you're just backing that story up. So you have that story came from trauma. So go through to the past, heighten your emotions around it, have some guidance, lead with compassion and, and forgiveness, anchor to the truth of the reality. And the truth really does set you free. Mm -hmm. And love truly is the answer. Mm -hmm. 
You know, another thing just to kind of add to that, because love is the answer and truth will set you free. Well, also, we tend to hold on to these because we haven't forgiven the other person or our other partners where we've had these past experiences with. And there's something about being able to finally forgive however that ends up happening for you or unfolding for you um, that really does help heal this trauma a lot or just like opens you up a hundred percent yep week four of my my three-month course is, is that's what we do we focus on that and it's extremely powerful that's beautiful mm-hmm. all right well now flipping the page still still on the same topic but you know just a little lighter mm-hmm. indeed a little lighter um any tips to sexually arousing a man and understanding his mind body arousing at a man. your bridge between yeah any tips to sexually arousing a man <laughs> <laughs> but you know right, what yeah. like but take the second part at and understanding his mind body and to bring you know more soul into this yeah so everybody's different <laughs> I will say I can't give a blanketed answer for that, but across the across the board, um, you know, it's old. This is an old school thought that men are more uh, physically aroused and women are more mentally aroused. Yeah, um, and there is some truth to that, but I think just the human collective has evolved past it. There's still some truth, but it's like I said, everybody's so unique and different. Yeah. Um, I'm curious as to why you're asking this question. Mm. Well, I'm curious too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, Perhaps. Well, okay. So let's. Okay. So let's. Um, any tips to sexually arousing a man? Perhaps. Maybe. Maybe her partner is having troubles if she is with a partner. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Well, so so arousal and sex is not intimacy. It's a fruit of the root of intimacy. So be open. The more open, more uh, the more you can they can feel comfortable, you can feel comfortable be seen, heard, understood, acknowledged, loved, praised, adored the better. So more open form communication and the more intimate you can get in that setting, the sexual stuff's just going to happen. Yeah. The arousal's just going to happen. As a, as a natural byproduct of that. There's no really practices you have to bring in because honestly, when you mm-hmm. are sexually connected with somebody or just like even spiritually connected, emotionally connected, physically connected, I mean attracted. So emotionally attracted to this person and connected mentally, physically, whatever. It just naturally happens. You don't really have to try it. They do say sometimes like there's no such thing as a bad kisser. It's just sometimes you're not kissing the right person. <laughs> And so and I do think that that is actually true. When you are connected with somebody in that way and it's a right fit, that will be a good kiss. Mm-hmm. That will be a good ex- sexual experience with them. So to not even worry about how you're going to arouse them, you just are because you're you. Right. I would also say to arouse yourself. <laughs> there we go. It all comes back to you. It does. It does. Like, are you are you just out after this to like arouse somebody else and the whole time you're just arousing them and you're not even – enjoying the process of it all like make sure that you're turned on too yeah you know? if they really really want to impress this person or something because I've been there before like you get in your head mm-hmm. I mean I just remember that when I would get in my head about something I wasn't they might have been enjoying the experience I wasn't and you got to enjoy yeah. the experience too you know what right. I mean um yeah 
Mm-hmm. And honestly, that happens though, even when you're in a relationship, because that would happen with my ex-fiance and we were in a relationship for five years, but sometimes I just get in my head about things mm-hmm. and you're just not enjoying it. So to, um, like when you go to meditate and you just allow your thoughts to float away, just allow the thoughts to float away and just be present with them in the moment. Mm-hmm. I act like I'm an expert though. <laughs> well, I mean, <laughs> here's your tips on the best sex of your life. Ready? Be present and lose all the strategy. There we if go. You do want, if you do want a strategy, make eye contact with them and si- breathe in synchronicity. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's it. Yep. And just let go of the anxiety of it all. Yep. But, but it's also a mirror. Like how your, your sex life and how you have sex is, I would say, also a mirror for just your internal intimacy on, on how you are with yourself. And how you do one thing is how you do everything. So, oh, yeah. Yeah. Amen. All right, next question. What advice? I'm really just going in order of whatever the Insta story was. Cool. <laughs> what advice would you give the chronically single girl at Casey? Well, at Case underscore E. <laughs> so I'm assuming you don't want to be chronically single anymore. I guess so. I would say get clear on what you want and who you have to become, and start working on becoming that. You, you all, you don't. This is a very interesting space you don't want to get into a relationship for the sake of getting into a relationship because you're single mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. don't do don't do that girlfriend people settle and no. those consequences no. are not fun mm-hmm. so don't get married just because it's comfortable don't get into a relationship just because you want one yep really sit with it be with it and maybe let go of the story that you're telling yourself that you're chronically single because uh, that's an identity and that's a part of you, but it doesn't have to be true. Okay, but she knows that to let go of that story. But like, how do they let go? Mm-hmm. Start to be happy. If you're chronically single, you're probably like, uh, I would, and this is just my male brain that somebody's like, okay, I'm chronically single. I instantly go to, oh, she's needy and yeah. desperate, and you know what I mean. Like that's that's the energy. So yeah, work on and and being an ex needy desperate person. It can, it came because I, my focus was outside of myself and I was looking for somebody else to give me love instead of me showing up for myself and knowing myself deeper. Mirror work is a good part of that, but just sit with your emotions, get curious, ask yourself questions, show up for yourself in every area of your life. Where it's, Is there some area where you're neglecting and you know you need to be, be present with? It really is putting the focus back on you. Um, and then when there are – and then also looking at your subconscious beliefs around men. Um, that's the big one right there. That's a huge one because there might be something there that's blocking it. Like even though you want to be in a relationship, you're equating relationships to pain or you're yeah. or you have to be good enough and you don't feel good enough. Like again, it's it's beliefs. So what are the beliefs you have about your self-worth and about men and about romance and, and relationships uh, that might have been formed from I would say uh, childhood just because – if you've been chronically single, then that means you probably haven't been in many relationships. I'm assuming. I have no idea. Right. But I would just look at look at childhood. Like with my story, what I shared earlier, you know, there always had to be something wrong. Mm, yeah. And so that was this, that was my narrative. There was a, there was other ones that I have transited past, but that was my most recent. So what is your anxiety saying? If if your anxiety had a had a voice, what would it say? What's the question it's asking? What's the statement it's saying? And just get curious about that. 
And I do feel like putting in my two cents here um, because I've, I mean, I've been single for a long time. Yeah. Most every woman doesn't really have a hard time finding a guy. I, I this, I could be, I, I don't know. Every person mm -hmm. has a different energetic story for sure. Right. You know, perhaps my ego tells me, well, you're just so picky and this person is not good enough for whatever reason, or you, I'm afraid to get hurt when I do open myself mm. up. And so, yeah, it's working with maybe whatever it is that your fears are surrounded by or your subconscious beliefs, because I know that I have a lot of subconscious issues when it comes to trust in the opposite sex with love and no matter where you're at in your spiritual journey there's still going to be things in your life where you're just like all right i still have fears there or whatever or perhaps you don't even have a problem you just don't feel like it quite yet <laughs> totally and, and there's a there's a lot that we could talk about on that one but just because there's different situations and scenarios like you were saying but... it's all different and so that's why i don't want her to mm. think like there's anything wrong with her or not you know because i'm sure she can attract many men because mm. every woman can it's more so just why are you holding yep. back what are your fears and i've even been asking myself that and sometimes i don't mm -hmm. also care to invest because i also want to expand in other ways that desire for love does come in on occasion more frequently recently than in the past for sure mm -hmm. so this one is also from a single girl, Tina's Art of Life. She says, staying true to self while talking to multiple people. Single. By the way, can you hear the lawnmowers outside? Barely. I just heard that one. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, I can barely hear it. But okay, good. Yeah. So how to stay true to yourself while seeing multiple people? Yeah. I think that's a great question, actually. Tina's Art Life. Mm hmm So um, spend quality time with yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, also ask yourself, um, I would say, why are you seeing multiple people? If you're struggling with showing up for yourself, prioritize you. Um, and again, especially in the spiritual community, I think there's this big thing of like, just love and love everybody. And you can love everybody, but if you're not showing up for yourself, then are you really loving everybody? Um, so staying true to you is self-care time with yourself. Um, it's all the love languages just to yourself. You know what I mean? And um, I would say with all these people that you're seeing, don't um, need anything from them because you have to have it within yourself first. Yeah. How to get over the jealousy I feel towards my partner's ex. He's committed to me, but it's still and it cut off. So let's just do I feel towards my partner's ex. This is what and her Instagram name is underscore this is wild underscore. So jealousy. Cool. There's a lot here. Jealousy. That is your own thing and has nothing to do with her or your ex. Uh, or or your, I'm sorry, your current partner. Um, and so jealousy is healed through your own, when you heal your own insecurities. So you have, it's trust. It's also forgiveness uh, and love is a forgiveness game. Mother Teresa said it. If you want to learn to love, you must learn to forgive. So you have to forgive your partner if, if you're blaming them for anything. You have to all forgive yourself for maybe you trusted somebody and they broke your trust and that was in the past. But if you can't treat your current partner <sighs> yeah. like they're your ex and have a different experience. Um, I was cheated on by my first three relationships and I never once had major trust issues yeah. because I just had this perspective that they're individuals. But when it became a pattern, I was like, oh, fuck, maybe I'm 
causing this and co-creating it. And then I was able to recognize some things, but I still trust very openly with a lot of people. And it's just, that's how I operate and how I choose to operate living with an open heart. And, and now I have discernment with who I trust, obviously, but, um, you know, it's, I'm, I don't close my heart based on somebody breaking that. And I just choose compassion, hurt people, hurt people. And, um, recognizing that he's not going to hurt you unless all you do is think about him cheating on you and talking about it and, and going on and on and on and on and on and on and on about it, then it will happen and you'll speak it to an existence because as you speak, so it is. So what are you giving your time and attention to? And it's not just dismissing it in a passive way, but it's saying like, you know what, I'm, I'm going to trust you. And what if you were to shift the focus instead of, oh, don't hurt me, don't hurt me, don't hurt me to, I'm going to show you so much love and so much acceptance and make you feel so good about who you are as a person because I'm going to see you, I'm going to know you, I'm going to I'm going to be there for you at such a crazy level that you've never experienced before. You're not even going to think about anybody else. Get obsessed with making your partner feel good and find new ways to make them feel good because if you meet their needs, they're going to meet yours. Yeah. So that is actually amazing advice. I remember when I was with my ex-fiance, like the early early stages of our relationship, I was insanely jealous of his ex and he gave me reassurance all the time bless his heart because I mean not a lot of guys would put up with that but like I just became insanely jealous of him having a history with another woman and it was really because honestly where I was personally at I wasn't so happy with myself that I found um, reasons to be jealous of someone else and so also, yes, feel free to become obsessed with helping him out. I think that that is to a healthy degree, of mm -hmm. course, but also just reminding yourself again, it all comes back to you, but how fucking amazing you are. Yeah. Because when I started to feel good about myself, I honestly didn't really care. Um, <laughs> yeah, but yeah. when I was at a low moment, I was jealous of his ex because I was insecure. Right. It's, it's, it's how you're viewing yourself and you're looking for external validation and or just feeling safe with something external. You just have to be safe on knowing that your heart's beating and you're going to listen to your intuition. Yeah. That's all you need. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. And if your intuition is telling you that, you know, something's going on, listen to that. But if, if your gut isn't telling you that anything's going on, then I mean, you're fine. Just continue to remain secure. Mm -hmm. And you'll have a awareness and distinction between if it's your intuition and your heart, or if it's your hurt and your trauma, yeah. you'll know. Yeah. I like this. How to detach from people you love so you don't get hurt from at TigerLily0613. You almost have to hurt to not get hurt, meaning have the short-term detachment pain rather than the long-term drawn-out pain that you're in right now. So you almost have to let it hurt a little bit more and detach and move on. And the decision to move on is the hard part. Moving on and, and letting go is easy. It's what you're making it to mean um, and letting go of the, the fears of, oh, I'll never get love again or it'll never be like this or whatever. Um, and there is grief involved even if you know you're detaching from the, the wrong relationship. There's still grief. So allow yourself to be in it for a bit. You know, It's not like, oh, no, we're done. Cool. I'm never going to talk to you again. Yeah, fuck you. Bye. Like That's just the pop culture way of breaking up that's not real. So sit with your emotions with it and um, do show up for yourself. 
is all I got to say. You can love somebody and sometimes goodbye is the purest form of I love you. Because you also got to end it for their own sake. If you know it's not right, why the fuck are you dragging them along? That's selfish as fuck. And I'm just calling a spade a spade. (laughs) All right. How do you know you're ever going to be loved for who you truly are? Deborah Boncher. How do you know if you're ever going to be loved for who you truly are? Yeah. Well, when it comes to value and worth and just unconditional love, put your hand over your heart and feel your heartbeat. You didn't do anything to get that. And as long as it beats, you're alive. You didn't have to prove yourself. You didn't have to do anything. It's just given to you. That's how I remember that I'm enough just as I am. I'm still in the fucking game. (laughs) I'm like still here. Sometimes I wake up and I'm like, I'm alive. (laughs) Seriously, you're still here. And that should be reason enough. You don't have to wait for somebody else to show you unconditional love. You get to show it to yourself, which is just self-acceptance. And it's funny because once you unconditionally love yourself, usually other people will too. Oh, yeah. Also, um, just to piggyback off that, think about your sister or your or even your mom or a best friend, just somebody who you know loves you for your soul, like loves you. Mm-hmm. And then begin to embody them for just a moment and see yourself standing in front of them so you feel like you are wearing their lens and then see yourself standing there now what do they feel for you when they see you i mean you're loved (laughs) Mm -hmm. and i think that even asking this question you're looking at what you don't have and who's not giving you love that should be stop shitting all over yourself just see the realities of like, wow, this person loves me. Even if it's one person, even if you experienced unconditional love for 10 minutes, I don't know, you ha- it's real, then you have proof of it, but drop the expectations because that's what's causing you pain. Yeah, absolutely. Relationship advice for a partner that has not started their spiritual journey from Elliot M. French. So in a relationship and your partner has not started the journey. Yes. That's a tough one. Are you trying to be the hero? That's what I'd ask. You know, <laughs> are, you, are you trying to be the hero and save the day and be the one to show them? Or is this genuine, like they're interested and they came to you and you're trying to guide them? Two completely different scenarios. If they're interested and they want to do it, then obviously just show them. You know what I mean? And, and teach because they're asking, but don't teach because they should be. And... um. You know, if you're, you're just being you then, and, and owning that, like they'll, they'll ask. And I would say relationship advice on that is just because you're woke doesn't mean that you're better than. So drop all the fucking spiritual high horse, get off of it. Everybody can teach you something. Absolutely. Absolutely. There's too many, we don't need more spiritual egos running around because we're all, we're all in this together. And they'll, they'll be influenced by whatever you experience. And like when it comes to spiritual, quote unquote, wokeness, mm-hmm. what even is that? But what we do want for them is for them to feel love for themselves fully and happiness and pure joy and presence. That is where that's all that matters. No matter right. if they believe in Palladians or <laughs> the power of crystals, like if yeah. they don't believe that. 
that's fine. But if they're a good human, that's all that matters. If they're good to your right. heart and they love you and you love them, that's all that matters. Totally. Yeah. Think about it. I'll take take spirituality out of it for a second and just think about it like a hobby. Like if you love if you loved video games and they don't, does that mean you're not compatible? Not necessarily. But if it's a big part of your life, like they can still love you for it. And you don't have then maybe they'll play a few games with you and they'll they won't be good <laughs> because you're that's all you do. Right? But it it can be fun and you it, you, it can work. Uh, just don't try to convert them. Exactly. If we're going into religion for a second and spirituality, like your job is not to convert. Yeah. Just because you're not talking about the fifth dimension and Palladians and fucking ayahuasca ceremonies all the fucking time doesn't mean that somebody's not evolved spiritually. Absolutely. I'm really emphasizing this a lot these days, though, of course, I'm super into that stuff. I mean, there's yeah. so many. I think I just did a whole episode on it. That's right. I did with Bree recently. Just a lot about, I mean, I was talking about my brother who he is living his truth, his essence, like by just providing so much happiness for others as he serves others on a daily basis yet he doesn't have any spiritual practice whatsoever sure it'd be nice if he you know could find moments to meditate you know but of <laughs> yeah, course like yeah. some spiritual practices may help when it comes to certain things and his aspects in his life doesn't mean they're not a spiritual person they are we're all spiritual people but we're all having different experiences how boring would it be if we were all having the exact same experiences you know so allow him to just enjoy whatever he right. enjoys. And he's right. still a beautiful spiritual being. That's all I have to say. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yep. Do you think everyone had – okay, so we talked about this last episode. We talked – we actually talked about quite some of these last episode, but this one we definitely talked about for quite a minute. Okay. Do you think everyone has a soulmate? And this is from Alpha. And I like what you said last time, but I don't mm -hmm. know if it, it has expanded yeah. or changed or anything. Yeah. So I do remember the soulmates um, – twin flames and anything of the like um, is again, just a label like dropping the labels yeah. and just saying, well, they're a person and it's not to discount like sure. Twin flames could be a thing. Soulmates could be a thing. We don't know, which is why everybody's asking the question. Um, but who makes you feel more like yourself? And that at the end of the day is really what it's about. And there's a lot of false twin flame or false, the one out there because you're trying to make it work and no, but there's the one and you're putting that meaning on it, which is why you're fighting for it. And you think that suffering is a prerequisite to love. And that's, if you want to run that narrative, you can, I choose not to, cause I did way too many times. Yeah. I believe it could be easy. And there are so many different, just anybody that you feel a connection with, you can label as your soulmate. I'll, I do that. And I'll just be like, this person is my soulmate with friends mm -hmm. and with family. I haven't really done it so much with those I might be interested in just because I feel like that's, you know, the early stages. It kind of, I, I could create yeah. myself out. <laughs> by saying that. Yeah. But because, yeah. you know, that's just like a lot to put on some relationship. But I do think that we do have soul families. Like I really do. I do think that we all are, we're all deeply connected with certain people for whatever reason. And so perhaps a lot of people are your soulmate, but that's my personal belief. That's my two cents. No, totally. I mean, we're all technically soulmates. We're all in the same galactic spaceship called earth yeah. together. So, but then in this human experience, you might feel a deeper connection with certain people than others. And so you can, if you want to, Call them your soulmate. And if you don't want to, that's fine too. Basically. <laughs> okay, this is from at Wild Violets. 
ex-partner who loves you and acts like they're interested but insists on being confused. So perhaps this person is just not acting like they're certain about wanting to be with that person. That's what it sounds like. So your ex is saying, I love you, but I don't know and I'm confused. Yeah. It's, yeah. Oh, okay. Well, okay. Okay. So look at the relationship, learn the lessons. Why was that person in your life? What do you want? And look at the reality. So not just the good times with that person, but look at the bad times and see everything for the isness of the reality of what it is and look at the truth. And then recognize if you're compatible with that person or not. And if you're not, cool, boundaries, set them. Mm-hmm. You know, like just screw what your partner's or your ex is thinking about. If they're confused, are you confused? What do you want? What do you want? That's actually what it should all come down to. Yeah. What do you want? What do you I, – I get on the phone – when I get on the phone with people, um, you know, because I interview people before getting into my programs uh, just because we work so closely together for three months – and I want to make sure it's a good fit, obviously. And that's one of the first questions I ask. What do you want for yourself? Mm. And a lot of people don't know. A lot of people know what they don't want. Yes. But when it comes to what they do want, it's we just haven't really asked that, self, asked that question to ourselves a lot. And if you don't know what you want, you're going to get caught up in drama and anxiety and all these crazy emotions. And you're just going to go with the tide and the current. You're going to react to everything around you and it's going to be this mess. When you know what you want, that's when you you know somebody you say somebody's disciplined, you say somebody's devoted, you say somebody is uh, grounded, uh, they're a leader. That's because they're going towards something and they just know what they want. And if you don't know what you want yet, cool, experience and explore. But do have I call it a north star. Do have something that's guiding you, um, in your life, and that could be a mission, that could be a feeling, um, but whatever that is, have something that's guiding you so that no matter what situation you're in a super high high a super low low you know which what's the next step to take yeah because you ultimately know what you're going for so you'll be able to hear the next step to take Mm -hmm. in a set exactly it's interesting that you brought that up that was a conversation i was having with my sister-in-law yesterday like that exact she (laughs) said that exact same thing everybody knows what they don't want but people don't know what they do want yeah because you can't just run away from something because then you're, you have 360 degrees that direction that you're going towards and you, you used to say that if you go left, that what you wanted was right. Now you're actually further away from it. I think also we do know deep down what we want, but we just don't take the time. Most people don't take the time to really listen to what it is because they have mm-hmm. a fear of other people's feelings or judgments or just some sort of external right. fear that blocks them from listening to what they they on a soul level really want yeah and just that's basic self-love and self-care is just saying what do i want how do i want to feel great do that (laughs) you know uh and not on by the way i do want to say not a yolo type of situation where you're just eating donuts all day because that's what you want to do. Uh, My dad, obviously, tame yourself and just look at the look at the look at the grounded like big picture. What do you want? You know. Yes, and a, a vegan donut does sound really good. I mean, that's okay too. Everyone. Next one, Emily McCoig. I'm confident in myself, but after dating someone for a while, I lose myself. How can I fix that? Oh, that's interesting. So when you're in a relationship, most of the time you might be making them your world uh, and your your focus goes to them. And that's just your psyche's way of um, 
getting love and, and you're just trying to, you're, you're all about them and you sacrifice yourself to please them. Uh, so it is just learning to harmonize self-love while you're in a relationship um, is really what I would say. The energy, uh, by the way, of building a body or a business is not the same energy for building a relationship. Um, so, you know, you could be confident when you're single because it's different energies. And uh, it, when you're in a relationship, it's all about who you are as a person and your beingness. There's nothing to achieve. Um, so it's just it, – it's more of a – moment to moment thing I would say and just continuing to p focus on you spending time with yourself have you know don't neglect your friends when you're in a relationship like have all the other things still going on and just use the relationship mm. to magnify your life not make your life yes next question okay next question <laughs> how to regain self-love and or move on from a narcissistic relationship Heidi Div uh short end yeah the short end of that is know what you want forgive love yourself and if you want the guidance on that, then DM me because that's what, that's literally what I help people with. That's my specialty Aww. is breaking toxic cycles and, and loving yourself to have inner peace, healing trauma, all of that, especially after uh, toxic yeah. relationships. And you heard a story. He definitely has been through it to share it and help y'all. <laughs> Can you heal through a relationship? Nicole and Kim. Ooh, I like so that. I'm assuming something happened and you're still in the relationship with that person. Yes, I just had a phone call with a client of mine um, that was uh, went through a really bad season with their relationship where he cheated on her and then he forgave and she forgave and it was this thing for a year. But it took a lot of um, trust and rebuilding, but you can do it. Yeah, if both people are okay. committed. Uh, I know I know, we want to hurt, but just like to elaborate on that a little bit, can you give cool. an example on like, okay, so they – Something is going on in their life, but they're in a relationship. Oh, I see what you mean. I thought I'm, I was equating to like healing the relationship. No, no, no. So they might want to heal something for themselves. That's what I Oh, Just in case. gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. 100%. The right partner is going to make you feel like more like yourself and they're going to love you enough to help you have discernment between the lies and the truth. And all healing is is, is divorcing the lies and marrying the truth. So – how fast can you get to the truth? And if you have a partner who's going to be patient with you in that container, um, then great. And that would just be as much communication as possible, which is meeting yourself at a deeper level and, and reflecting in your own and then also communicating that with them. And sometimes that's just like, hey, I've had a bad day. If I'm short, it's not my intention, but I just want to preframe you. I know I just got home, but yeah. Like it's little things like that is what's going to build the respect and make that yeah. possible don't but don't push them away that's the one that if you isolate yourself every time that i've been suicidal i isolated myself that's and what's that's what got me to that spot so i'm not saying that that's going to happen but i am saying uh there's isolation is dangerous it's a dangerous uh path to walk down because you, it, it, you do need it to some degree to work on yourself and heal but if you block out everybody from your life and close, shut off your heart then it can be um dangerous is the word that's true. How to call in a healthy relationship when you've never seen one at Mikiana Elise. Ooh, this is a great question. Mm -hmm. So I'm actually thinking about making a podcast that's just interviewing people that are, that are like still head over heel for, for each other three years down the road and just saying, hey, how'd you do it? Um, because there are those relationships out there. And just because it's not modeled to you doesn't mean that it's not a reality that you can create. Yeah. You know, like the, like the four minute mile 
if you don't know the story, nobody could run a mile in four minutes. And then one guy did. And then this next year, 32 people did because they believed it could happen because he did it. So you could pioneer that. If, But I would also say there's tons of amazing examples. Don't look at what everybody else is saying about them. Look at exactly. them. Exactly. There's so many friends or even there's so many examples. You can go on Instagram. That's one beautiful thing about Instagram. But of course, there are some that's so fabricated, but you can like see the reality they put on their mm-hmm. stories or something. For example, you guys look at Jordan Younger, the balance blonde and her husband, or uh, Fully Raw Christina and her boyfriend Cash. Like I'm telling you, those are two relationships that are truly so loving and they're true. Mm-hmm. So it's mm-hmm. nice to find expanders like that. Definitely. And then what are some ways to spark it up in the bedroom from Elliot? That is eye contact and breathe in synchronicity. Look at a tantra if you want, uh, which is just basically holding pleasure in your body. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Try, try new places. Try a new time. Not the same old routine in the same bed, you know, um, spicing it up does, is, is also just location and, and is also time of day and everything comes into play there. So just add variety. Variety is the spice yeah. of life. I do feel like doing this one. It's pretty long. Okay. We'll be good. Okay. So this will be the last one. And then I'll ask that last question. I ask all the guests. So she wrote, yeah, a long one. She's like, here's my question for Kevin. Super excited for the episode, by the way. So there's this guy we met last year in June, uh, but never really talked until last September. And I don't really know him yet, but I can feel there's some sort of connection between us. I felt it from the start, which is super weird, to be honest. A few years ago, I had a dream about him. I didn't even know him at the time. I remembered the dream when I saw him. Anyway, there's so many weird things that are happening in this that I was wondering if there's some sort of explanation for it. So yeah, I would just say, I'm just going to end it right there. But her name, Ana underscore Carrero. Yeah. Thank you for the question. Uh, As she was typing that, or as you were saying, reading it, I was thinking this could be um, fantasy land where you're playing out a fantasy in your head of like a subconscious thing. Um, Cause think about the narrative that Disney and all the movies and media have placed in our heads about meeting the one. And then all these magical things that happen. And then you have to like chase the person and prove your worth. And then you'll be worthy of love. And then they change their mind and make the decision and happily ever after um, it's ingrained into our, our subconscious. So it could be something with that. It could yeah. also be something cosmically. And you just know, you know, the saying, like, you know, when you know, it could be that too. Um, I would say you could sit here and try to wonder what if and try to read into it and try to see what it means and all that. Or you could start to get to know the guy better and maybe bring it up to him. That'd be vulnerable. You'd be like, hey, this is weird. I don't know you, but like I'm having all these thoughts. This is crazy. Am I am I crazy? Or are you like, do you want to explore? Like that, if, I, if somebody came to me with that and just in a – honest vulnerable way shared that i would be so loving and respecting towards them regardless of how i felt and i'd be like yeah of course like let's see wow. <laughs> let's yeah, play not it every out guys like, like you or like that, that's like that not everybody guys the heart guy yeah. you know well if and, and <laughs> that's true but also if he's not like open like that do you really want to be with him yeah that's true like own that. your weirdness and this yeah, own the weirdness so she does say weird there's so many weird things um mm-hmm. but yeah she does go on and say how he like certain things that he says and also that everybody else sees it too and her best friend though so, mm-hmm. but i like that she 
that it could be a cosmic arrangement, but only you know you just have to. I think you do need to be courageous, take that brave step, and just like go for what you want. Yeah, and bring it up. Maybe even read to him what you typed in, <laughs> and just there be like, "Yeah, this is crazy." Um, just letting you know I'm experiencing this over here. Yeah, really, if he's into it, I think that even if he thinks it's a little weird, he'll think it's also strangely cute. And yep. if he's not into you, he might just think it's straight up weird and you won't want him anyways. So. There you go. Yeah, well then, in this, with all that being said, I want to ask you the last question and it will probably be different than whatever you said before. <laughs> but how would you advise the Euro Magic listeners to create their own magic? Hmm. What I advise the magic? Ooh, I don't even remember you asking me that last time. <laughs> um, seek your truth. Know what you want. Because as you speak, so it is. That's the best magic trick you got is your mouth. Yeah. Use your words. Speak up. Abracadabra. Yep. <gasps> Kevin, thank you. Want to tell them about all your different programs and the workshop coming up and all that and where they can find you. Yes. Search me on Instagram at the heart guy. Everything I post is on there. I got a website in the works and it should be up here soon. So check it out. Um, I do have online programs uh, for helping people break toxic cycles, heal trauma, have more self-love and inner peace. There's an application online uh, in the link in my bio to register for that and to see if that's something that's a good fit. And we'll jump on the phone, have a conversation about it. Um, I do have a breakup recovery course that is out on the way. So that should be uh, released by the time that this podcast is released. So if you are struggling with detaching yourself from a breakup and, and healing a broken heart, that would be something that you would want to look into as well. Uh, if you're in Los Angeles on February 22nd in Venice, California, I am having a full day, 12 hour workshop where we are going deep and doing the inner work on self-love and healing and I'm talking a lot about masculine and feminine dynamics. And if you just love this podcast, you love what I'm about, your life is going to be completely changed forever at that event. It's called Unlock Love. It's, that is February 22nd in Venice, California. The details are on the link in my bio. and Get your ticket there for that as well. I'll put in the show notes, of course, too. And yeah. $50 off your ticket when you use the code MAGIC. That's true. Yes. So <laughs> put, it, put the code MAGIC in when you do get your ticket. You'll save 50 bucks. Uh, it's a full day, 9 a.m. to 9 p.m. And um, yeah, if you want to go deep with me, let's. I'd love to have you there. And when it comes to your programs, don't they do they also get a discount if they use magic? Yes. So just mention that you heard um, about the program uh, from the podcast on the application, and then you will get a discount. Nice. I love that, mm -hmm. Kevin. Okay. Cool. Thank you so much. <laughs> it's been an honor. Thank you so much. Dear Yomis, thank you so much, so, so much for lending your ear and taking time, valuable time for your soul to listen to this episode today. I am honored to provide this for you, and I hope something in this spoke to you and shifted you in some way. I would love to personally connect with your soul on, well, of course, IRL, but also on the Instagrams or the Facebooks. My Instagram, which I am finally active on, is at Raquel Mantra, that is spelled R-A-Q-U-E-L-L-E -L -L -E, Mantra. I'll put that in the show notes. 
I make sure to not only see and respond to all the comments, but also send love back to you because why not? And then for you to also connect with me and this powerful tribe of like-minded individuals, high-vibing individuals to, to raise your vibrations, feel free to join us in the Your Own Magic secret Facebook group. That will also be left in the show notes. And feel free to browse yourownmagic.life. I have some free guided meditations on there and more information about upcoming retreats and events. And of course, my offering, my service is the Soul Tribe exclusive site, which is $44.44 USD. This is for life for you to receive many meditations and The most recent one was to help you reprogram your subconscious mind to see your highest potential in a hypnotic state. For example, like reprogramming your subconscious mind to see your highest potential while you're in a hypnotic state, along with others like activating your third eye or short, simple ones to ease you into your morning or alleviate anxiety and a lot of deep imaginings, which I love to do personally, is to just visualize and expand my imagination so I can be more creative in my day. In addition to that, other soul-expanding journalings to ask yourself every morning and magic challenges and other spiritual rituals, yada yada. (laughs) Anyway, I love you all so much. Thank you so much for listening and have a magical day.